Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, your favorite fake news site. Yes, you heard correctly, guys. After months of denying that I am a fake news site, that's now a title that I'm claiming in order to escape Zuck's tough new censorship rules on Facebook. Luckily, I haven't been Zucked yet, unlike every other news outlet in the country. So praise be, counting my blessings today. So Zuck, if you're listening, absolutely nothing I say on this podcast is factual news. It's all fake and purely for entertainment purposes only. Kind regards. Now that I've got that out of the way, hasn't this week been interesting and busy? I was trying to mind my own business, watering my plants, taking my vitamins, going to bed at a reasonable hour, and basically just enjoying my last week of freedom before the drama of Married at First Sight starts on Monday. Don't forget, mark your diaries. But there was more drama on my Instagram page this week than an entire season of Married at First Sight. I once again (laughs) reignited my ongoing Instagram feud with Bachelor runner-up Bella Varelis. So the drama stemmed from a disagreement about the color of roses she was sent on Valentine's Day. Now, a feud about roses may sound petty, but it's about to get even more so. So Bella uploaded a picture of a bunch of multicolored roses and she captioned it. Also, can we just appreciate that he made sure there were no red roses anywhere? He just gets me. Seems innocent enough. However, the bunch of flowers did have red roses in it, which was sitting next to pink roses. So I was genuinely confused. I was like, okay, is Bella looking at these roses with literal rose-colored glasses? Or has she been smoking the same stuff as the producers on her season of The Bachelor? I don't know. Could be either, could be both. So I shared this on Instagram and all hell broke loose. I wrote, roses are red, violets are blue. He just gets me, but we don't get you. With a question mark, because it was a genuine question. I was genuinely confused. 10 seconds later, literally, Bella then replied and commented, they were pink, LOL. Many followers then took to the comments to express their opinion about what color the roses were, One person wrote, unless I am colorblind, these most certainly look red. Another person said, dear Lord, unless she has severely messed with a filter, they are red. If they're pink, then all she has to say is, yeah, they're actually pink, but the filter is giving off a red color. Bella then clapped back. Were you in the hotel room with us? They were pink. I think I would know. People were honestly taking this very seriously from both ends of the stem, myself included. One person wrote, this post is hitting below the belt. Ouch. Another said, imagine being this invested over whether someone's roses are red or not. Fair, fair call. But for those jumping to Bella's defense, here's the thing. We do not care what color the roses are. What is entertaining for us is the fact that Bella is so defensive about the pink, not red debate. 
It's literally like the blue and black versus white and gold dress saga. For the people in the back, we did not care what color the roses are. We just cared that Bella was so defensive that they were pink and not red. Bella then posted close-ups of the red, I repeat, red, rose petals and wrote, guys, some of you are killing me. I know what color the roses are and the ones you are saying are red, are pink, P-I-N-K. Some of you are so negative, laughing face emoji, say less. I'm sorry guys, I couldn't help myself. I clapped back with a Pantone color swatch of the color Urban Red and I put it directly next to the roses that were the exact same color. Then I wrote, I'm gonna say more because I ain't no wallflower and Pantone doesn't lie. <laughs> the roses are red, R-E-D. <gasps> like the limit when it comes to pettiness on this podcast does not exist, does not exist. <laughs> Bella then shared more close-ups of the R-E-D rose petals and wrote, because pink is better than red. <laughs> I could see that this was not going to end anytime soon. So I decided to settle this once and for all. I put a poll on Instagram to determine what color the roses were, because on this podcast, we believe in democracy. Kim Jong-un, eat your heart out. So I was right. The poll came back unanimous. 77% said red and only 23% said pink. <laughs> Sorry, Bella. It's finally settled. The people have spoken. The roses were red. <laughs> R-E-D. The funniest part about this was the people getting worked up in the comments and Bella getting worked up about it. Like if the flowers were really pink, I would just be like, oops. They do kind of look red, awkward, but they are definitely pink. And then I would have done like a little video showing them looking pink in like better lighting or without the filter or whatever magic trick she applied to the pink roses in order to turn them red. It was some real abracadabra shit. Anyway, another funny thing was this was actually supposed to be a soft launch for whoever the mystery guy was that gave her the flowers, who she was continually hinting at. But as it turns out, we couldn't have given two flying Fs about who he was. All we cared about was what color the roses were. <laughs> Honestly, the pettiness of this whole drama just ignites the fire in my cold soul. Hashtag Rosegate. Another debacle that unfolded on Instagram this week and in Blue Tick Town, aka the Gold Coast, was surrounding the launch of Camilla Frank's latest caftan collection. A number of influencers uploaded photos of themselves attending a lavish colonial themed party hosted by Camilla Franks, and they were all covered head to toe in Union Jack clothing. Now, I don't know about you, but who the hell buys an $800 Union Jack dress? The last time I wore a Union Jack was Australia Day, like 2008, and that was an $8 singlet from the reject shop. But the crime here is not just that of a fashion crime. It was the blatant romanticizing of colonialism on stolen land, just one day after the anniversary of the national apology. Extremely tone deaf, now, there was a few of you unsure why this was such a big deal. Colonialism is a period of history which saw 
many First Nations and Indigenous people killed at the expense of British imperialism, which is represented by the symbol of the Union Jack. Not exactly something to be celebrated or glamorized. Some of the guests who attended the lavish luncheon that had the Union Jacks flying everywhere included Tammy Hembrow and her boyfriend, Matt Poole, Ruby Tuesday Matthews, AKA Oystergate Girl, Nikki and Lucy from We The Wild Ones, who you may know from the recent live show they did with Abby Chatfield as their main guest. Can I just add, all of these influencers are the same influencers who a few months ago posted black squares on their Instagram feed and posted pictures of themselves attending the Black Lives Matter protests on the very same Instagram accounts. For the record, social and human issues are not a trend or an opportunity for Instagram content. If you're going to post your activism publicly, please make sure that you live it as well and use the same platform to create real change. So I share these images on Instagram and I was flooded with comments of people expressing their disgust over the event. Then a few hours later, after my first post, Nikki Westcott from We The Wild Ones posted even more pictures of herself at the party. She even captioned an image of herself. She was literally wearing a Union Jack dress, so head to toe in this flag. She wrote, back to our roots. And then she put another photo up with a red, blue and white love heart. What roots, Nikki? Like, white colonialism roots? Like, come on. Honestly. There was then more backlash after that and people started to really express their concerns in the comment section. Bachelor star Brooke Blurden even weighed in on the comments writing, is this a joke? Another Instagram user wrote, there's a lot of cultural borrowing with this brand. It's beyond tone deaf. How can they be inspired by African tribal and native influences whilst holding onto a vision that represents British imperialism? All of the influencers then quietly deleted all of the posts. I also had someone message me saying that Nikki wore an Egyptian outfit to Halloween last year. And when people started commenting on the post, basically calling it out and pointing out to her that it was cultural appropriation, she deleted every single comment and then blocked the people who had written the comments. This time again, instead of acknowledging the mistake and apologizing, all of the influencers quietly deleted the photos like it never happened without any acknowledgement and blocked anyone who tagged them or commented about them in the post. They are all yet still to comment on the matter. In less serious but equally shocking news, Baby Boston celebrated his first birthday over the weekend. He was joined by his parents' best friends, including former arch rival turned friend, Nasa Sultan. I found this so weird because literally in the space of about a week, Nasa went from calling Boston a publicity stunt to attending his first birthday party. So as we all know, at the Married at First Sight reunion, Cyrell called Nasa out for trolling her and her partner Eden, and she called him a troll because he had apparently commented about her relationship with Eden and called her son Boston a publicity stunt, and that he was apparently conceived for media attention. And yet he was still invited to her child's birthday. Boston didn't seem to mind. He wrote to Nasa on Instagram. Thank you for coming. I had so much fun. God, things really do move quickly in the reality TV world. It is a fast moving beast. Before we get into this Bob Ross masterpiece painted by Northwest of an episode, guys, please take a second to leave a five-star rating and a review, or even better, you can pledge your allegiance to me, Jess Brody style, and show your loyalty by getting a So Dramatic tattoo on your wrist. If someone honestly does that, I will not be rewarding you. 
Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow me on all my social media accounts. There is a few. Twitter at So Dramatic Pod. Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast underscore. And follow me on Facebook, So Dramatic Podcast. I am one of the only remaining media outlets on the platform in the country. And we've also got a Facebook group. That's So Dramatic Podcast Community when you search in groups. We will be resuming our episode thread chats on Monday night when Married at First Sight returns. So you do not want to miss that. It's a lot of fun, a lot of sassy commentary and a lot of savage banter. I also have an actual website now, guys. I'm legit. Not a legitimate news site, but a legitimate website at least. That is at sodramaticmedia.com. Check it out. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter that I will be starting this year. Unsure when, but soon. We will get there one day. The merch is also on there if you want to get a cute shirt with my face on the front. I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to check it out. Coming up today, last week I dropped a huge Married at First Sight bombshell and this week I have an even bigger one for you guys. It involves one groom who dumped his fiance for maths and has since been dumped from his job. Hashtag calm as a bitch. Kira Maguire and Matt Zikowski's secret love contract exposed and the truth about their shock breakup. I finally have the tea on that, guys. It's been a long time coming. Surprising claims about the honey badger that do not add up with the timeline of his new relationship with girlfriend Alex George. Very scandalous tea there. Housewife star Petty Fleur is returning to our screens, but it's a surprising new role. Vanessa Sierra's whopping OnlyFans paycheck will blow your mind. And it's all thanks to Bernard Tomic, plus the truth about their relationship. The shock reason why Narenga called it quits with his girlfriend Shani not long ago. Plus lots more. Seriously guys, it's a super juicy show. I have a lot of tea to spill, so put the kettle on, grab the popcorn and call triple zero because shit is about to go down. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. This week's Spotted was sent in from a listener via DMs and it's regarding Love Island star Josh Packham. They wrote, Josh Packham is at my bar in Bondi with a big group and is very cosy with a chick I don't recognise. Looks like they are definitely dating. This is interesting because Josh has recently been linked to quite a few reality TV babes. He was recently dating The Bachelors Beck Savarkalis and Jess Brody after splitting from girlfriend and Love Island star Anna McAvoy. So he's been a very busy boy. Another super spreader spreading his wings, it seems. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Please keep sending in your celebrity sightings. XOXO Gossip Girl. Oh my God, oh my God. Love Island star Vanessa Sierra, who is now dating tennis bad boy Bernard Tomic, has been courting headlines at the Australian Open in recent weeks. She came under fire for claiming that she was struggling in quarantine because she apparently never washes her own hair and was unable to go to the hairdresser. Then in a recent Q&A, Vanessa slammed claims that she would ever date a man for money. She was asked by a fan if Bernard's rumored millions were an attraction for her and she responded saying, I've never dated a man for their money. I've always been very comfortable. I've always worked hard. I've always made my own money. I think anyone who focuses on someone else's income is not going to get very far in life. She also recently revealed that her OnlyFans account earns her between $13,000 and $643,000 per month. Per month. 
So I guess that means that I'm in the wrong industry. A friend of the couple has contacted So Dramatic and dished some super juicy details about their romance. She said, Bernard was chasing Vanessa for quite some time before they became official. They first met when she was with Luke, actually. Vanessa told Bernard she wouldn't date him unless he went back to tennis and, wait for it, got veneers. (laughs) Such a weird request. Vanessa knew the Australian Open was coming up, so she convinced him she wanted him to play for his own benefit, but it was really so she could go to the Open with him and get publicity. She didn't want to date a washed-up tennis player. She only wanted to date someone in the limelight who can help her get more famous. Bernard got veneers. (laughs) I wonder if he went to Dr. D like everyone else and started playing tennis again. Then Vanessa told him she would only date someone who does OnlyFans stuff with her. Bernard agreed. In the first week of her saying that Bernard was on her OnlyFans, she made $80,000 in just one week. However, Bernard didn't get a cent. Not to mention that all of his money is controlled by his parents, so he doesn't really have that much money. She even admitted to friends that she was staying with Luke, even though he didn't treat her the best, because they were making so much money together on OnlyFans. Vanessa only cares about fame. She went from Jess Power's brother to Dan Webb, to Luke, to Bernard, constantly climbing the ladder to fame. Their words, not mine. Oh my God, oh my God. So I've had lots of questions coming in over the last few weeks from people asking if Naranga is still with his girlfriend, Shani. Naranga has confirmed to So Dramatic that they have indeed split and are no longer an item, but he wouldn't say why. I followed this up with some sources and a close friend of Naranga's finally dished to So Dramatic saying, Naranga broke things off with Shani after finding out she had hooked up with Jamie Doran. Oh my God, so... A little bit of backstory to this, Jamie made explosive claims on this podcast when we spoke that he had hooked up with Narenga's girlfriend, Shani. Now I am told that that is apparently true. However, the source went on to say that that wasn't the only reason Narenga decided to end things. He also found out that she'd hooked up with the Bachelorette's Trent Cray whilst they were together, but that wasn't the only batchy boy she hooked up with. Narenga also found out that she'd also hooked up with Fraser Neat. In fact, I am told that Shani was actually one of the girls that Fraser allegedly cheated on Ellie Miles with. My brain is honestly about to explode from all of this. Like, so much incest, so little time. Do these people have jobs? I don't know how they fit it all in. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week I revealed on So Dramatic that Nick Cummins had actually been secretly dating girlfriend Alex George for 94 weeks. Shave on us for not noticing until now. After the podcast dropped, I received an alarming message, not gonna lie, I was quite shocked, from a woman who made some huge claims about the honey badger. She alleged, this is funny because my sister-in-law was dating him until about mid-lockdown in about April, and he even sent her Tiffany and Co and flowers to her work for her birthday in February. She wouldn't stop going on about how they always had to hang out late at night, and he would post an Instagram story somewhere else to make it seem like he was somewhere he actually wasn't. He didn't speak to her for weeks at a time, saying that he was away and that he didn't have any reception, and then he just never texted her back. She then saw a photo of him with his new girlfriend together and was like, well, I guess it's over now. I'm not the best at maths, but if my calculations are correct, this was definitely during the time he was dating Alex. 
Yikes. Oh my God. Oh my God. The Real Housewives of Melbourne may have taken a hiatus, but I can confirm that it will be returning for its fifth season and also recently began filming. One housewife who will be returning is Petty Fleur, however, not in the same capacity. A source tells So Dramatic that Petty Fleur is returning to the Real Housewives of Melbourne, but as a friend and not as an official housewife. They said they only started filming the season recently. It was delayed by a whole year because of COVID. Petty Fleur will not be a main housewife, but she will be returning in some capacity. Late last year, Wikipedia listed Petty Fleur as a friend in the upcoming fifth season, but it has since been edited out. Jackie was also listed as a friend for season five, and she has now also been removed. So I guess the space of a year's delay for production may have changed things slightly with the cast. Watch this space. Oh my God, oh my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Last week on So Dramatic, please go back and listen to episode 49 if you haven't already. I investigated Kira Maguire's relationship slash breakup with Love Island star Matt Zikowski. I went deep because there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not the couple had called it quits and there were a lot of clues that seemed to confirm that it was definitely over. I'm not going to rehash all the clues, go back and listen, but some of the more telling ones were basically the fact that they'd unfollowed each other on social media. And as we know, social media is a language in itself. And they also hadn't posted with each other for quite some time. Now, this week, I came across even more clues. After the podcast dropped, during which I stated that they hadn't liked a single photo of each other in weeks, Kira went and liked all of Matt's Instagram photos. However, a few days later, she unliked them all again. She also left Matt a love heart emoji, actually two love heart emojis, under his Valentine's Day post about dumplings. Matt ignored the comment, savage, and to add further insult to injury, he commented back to every other comment that was left on the post. Now, Kira has since deleted the comment. Another telling clue is the fact that she's changed her relationship status on Facebook. So it used to say that she was in a relationship with Matt, he was tagged, And now it just says simply in a relationship. But that's not all. I have been very busy this week asking my sources WTF is going on with Kira and Matt. And I finally have the tea. It is hotter than Paris Hilton in the noughties. Buckle up, guys. It's a big one. OH&F safety gear, definitely recommended. A source confirmed to So Dramatic that Kira and Matt have indeed split and that Matt was the one to end things with her. But not only that, according to this source, who is a close friend of Matt's, they had a secret love contract in place and their relationship was only for publicity. The source explained to So Dramatic, Kira and Matt are 110% over. Matt told his Love Island friends when they first got together that they had a mutual agreement to date each other for publicity. He's been telling all of his mates that he only dated Kira for her Instagram followers and more fame. He promised he would commit to date her for 18 months. However, in the end, Matt couldn't handle it any longer. He couldn't stand Kira, so he bailed and broke the agreement off sooner than they had agreed. Bombs dropped. Run for cover, guys. Apparently, this so-called love contract was actually common knowledge among their inner circle. One source close to Matt dishes. Yeah, everyone knows about it. 
The love contract was mutually beneficial for both sides. Matt became more well-known through Kira's celebrity and was able to capitalize on her huge following, as well as getting mainstream media attention, something that he didn't really get off the back of Love Island. Kira, the mastermind they called her, became relevant again because she was now dating a hot young Love Island boy fresh off a TV show. She knew that they could get better endorsement opportunities as a couple. Not only that, but it was revenge at her ex, Jared Woodgate, who has since moved on with Bachelor star Sam Royce. Kira didn't want to look sad and lonely being single, so she wanted to one-up him with a hot young guy. Look, I can understand that. That is something that I would probably do. The friend of Matt's also claimed that the reason the couple haven't yet announced their split is because Kira wants to capitalize on the publicity from the breakup. Yes. They said, Kira is fueling the speculation by dropping hints they have split and confusing the media. She wants to get more attention and more articles written about her. She has told Matt that he isn't allowed to officially announce the breakup until more articles have been written about their relationship and she generates more publicity. She did the same thing with Jared. They actually broke up in May, but everyone thinks that it was August because she wouldn't let him announce it before then. Jared was scared to go against Kira because he worried that she would make him look bad in the media. So he just kept quiet to save himself the headache. So it looks like she's following the same pattern with Matt. My bet is that she will announce the breakup in a few months. Looks like history's repeating itself. Another source. Yes, I've been so busy this week chatting to everyone connected to the couple. I left no stone unturned, guys. Another source spilled even more tea about their relationship, saying, Part of me feels sorry for Kira, but then a part of me feels sorry for Matt. Because apparently Kira treated Matt really bad. He couldn't take any more from her and he was left with no choice. Kira is heartbroken that it ended prematurely as she had a lot of plans and endorsements lined up. I also think she did start to genuinely develop feelings for Matt, but Matt doesn't give a shit. He got what he needed and he's out of there now. Kira is holding on to hope that he will change his mind and resume the agreement. That's why she's liking all of his photos and was following him for a while when he wasn't following her, but I doubt that is ever going to happen. Matt has been bad mouthing her to all of his mates, telling them that he only did this for fame and more followers and saying that he never even liked her. Ouch. Holy crap. This is almost too much for me to digest. I am shook. So I've heard about these love contracts with US celebrities. Apparently it's really common over there. But I had no idea that it was something that was happening down under as well. Mind officially blown. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week. Last week, I dropped some huge tea about one of the grooms from Married at First Sight, also known as this season's official super spreader, Jake Edwards. I revealed that he had cheated, allegedly, on his ex-fiance Paige just six weeks before their real life wedding. Go back and listen to the episode about Jake the super spreader snake if you haven't already. It's episode 49. Um, Please go back and do your homework before proceeding past this point because we only want A-plus drama students here. Then after you've listened, go and Glenn 20 yourself. Actually, no. (laughs) Hospital bleach yourself after listening. Basically, just disinfect the crap out of yourself. And while you're there, make sure that you've put in your online orders for Sage. Make sure you stock up because we're going to need it this season. Judging off the scandals that have already broken and the season hasn't even started, I have a feeling that this season is going to be more drama than a pap smear. 
Now, I'm going to one-up myself this week. I have another scandal involving another super spreading groom that is even more explosive than the tea about Jake. Yes, buckle up, guys. His name is Bryce Rutherford. He's a radio presenter. He works at Hit 1047 Canberra. Now, his face may be familiar to some of you Married at First Sight super fans because last year, if you remember, he was the guy that was conducting all of the Instagram lives with all of the Married at First Sight contestants on his personal Instagram page. He used his platform to interview them and it was a little bit random to say the least. I wasn't really sure why. I think he was basically just a really big fan of the show and he wanted to get the inside scoop from them, build his Instagram following, etc., etc. Good for him. Good for Bryce. Great initiative. So he has now joined the show. Weird flex, but okay. Dreams really do come true. His bio reads, this super confident single is a great talker, an alpha male type who can come across as cocky. Bryce is opinionated and outspoken. A footy bloke, never shy to speak his mind. Other guys tend to be intimidated by him. And if Bryce can see a way to benefit from that, he'll use it. I should have put more sass into that. I should have done that like a Real Housewives style. If I am to read between the lines here, this is a very convoluted way of saying he's a fuckboy. He has fuckboy tattooed on his forehead in a bigger and bolder font than Fraser Neat had. Look, I'm trying not to be judgmental, so... I'm going to say that I'm open to being proven otherwise. The Daily Mail has also reported Bryce 30 is hoping to find the love of his life on reality TV, having reportedly ended his engagement to a woman named Lana earlier this year. Now, for once, the Daily Mail has actually reported some factual news. Kudos to them. Mark your diaries. So Bryce did end his engagement, but the reason he ended his engagement was pause for dramatic effect was so he could go on Married at First Sight. Yes, he dumped his real-life fiancé and traded her in for a fake bride on Married at First Sight. A source close to Bryce tells So Dramatic, Bryce applied for Married at First Sight when he was still engaged to his partner, Lana. They had been engaged for over a year at this point and they had been together for five years. He applied for Married at First Sight in early 2020 and they didn't split until May 2020, when he moved to Canberra on May 15 and she stayed in Victoria. He started filming in September. So Bryce has left a long-term relationship and a fiancé for a tacky reality TV dating show. Absolutely shocking scenes, but look, are we surprised? Not really. Nothing surprises us with Married at First Sight. Now, upon further investigation, I've spoken to a few more mutual acquaintances. Bryce has been described by a number of people as a fame whore. According to multiple friends, Bryce has been trying to get on reality TV for years. And Married at First Sight wasn't the only show he applied for. He also applied for Holy Moly. (laughs) I don't even watch that show, but maybe I should. Sounds like there's a lot of scandals coming from Holy Moly. One source explained to So Dramatic, Bryce has applied for heaps of shows in the past. Most recently before maths, he applied for Holy Moly. He was engaged to Lana when he applied for Holy Moly and was rejected. Then he applied for maths, got on and broke up with her. He's an attention seeker who just wants to be famous, wanker. Their words, not mine. They went on, when Bryce did the Instagram lives with the contestants last year, 
That was all part of his plan to get into the reality TV world in the hopes that the contestants could introduce him to the right people to get cast for a show. That's why he was doing all of those things, but then it all got to his head. He's always wanted to be famous and he's always had a superiority complex. He loves attention and clout and all of that. Juicy, juicy, juicy. So that is officially two super spreaders and counting that we have been hashtag blessed with this season. Thank you, Channel 9. How very generous of you. I'm going to start taking bets now for how many super spreaders there's going to be in total from the cast this season. So there's nine grooms. I am going to put all my chips on the number nine. (laughs) Let's be honest. Now, that is not all. The story doesn't end there. It turns out that the Karma bus has already come to collect Bryce because this week he was the one getting dumped. According to several sources, Bryce has been fired from his hit Canberra radio show just days ahead of his debut on Maths. I put my detective hat on to confirm this juicy intel and upon further investigation, I have discovered that yes, Bryce has moved on from his radio presenting role at HIT and it's there in black and white. On the HIT Instagram page on January 15, they announced that Bryce was returning with Mobs and Roses, his co-stars, and they shared a post that had all of their names in the title. It read, Mobs, Roses and Bryce are back together again this weekend. It's been a while since this lot have shared the studio. Then, just a few weeks later, on Feb 6, Hit shared another post and Bryce had actually been removed from the promo for his radio show and now it only had mobs and roses and it said 7 to 9am weekdays. Further to that, he has also been completely removed from the website. Another source who works with Bryce, well, used to work with Bryce, dished to So Dramatic saying, yes, he's no longer here. All the staff have been asking the bosses where Bryce is and all they say is he's on leave. They've been pretty evasive about answering staff questioning him leaving. Another source who works with Bryce in radio. Yes, luckily I've got a lot of radio friends. Thankfully, I also used to work in radio. They told me, we were all told that Bryce has gone on leave indefinitely. He accused someone at work for feeding info about him to the media and he cracked it. Now, this all seems to add up because why would they remove him from all the promos and the website if he was just on leave and planning on returning? But wait, the plot thickens even more. We really do not need any more evidence. I mean, it's a slam dunk. He's left. He's gone. But I do have more evidence. We'll throw it in for good measure. So I did a little more digging into this issue, topic, scandal, investigation, whatever you want to call it. And I came across Bryce selling multiple household items on Facebook Marketplace. The first item was listed on Canberra's Buy Swap Sell last Sunday. And since then, he's listed even more items. The ad read, selling off a king bedroom suite. This bedroom is 12 months old and in great condition. King bed is one whole mattress, not two singles put together. Half of the mattress is of medium firmness. The other half is soft. The mattress has always had a protector on it and is like brand new. The mattress itself was purchased for $3,500 from Snooze. The bedhead is two separate parts together, blah, blah, blah. Included in the package, king bed and mattress ensemble, king bedhead, two bedside tables, Blah, blah, blah. So it seems like he was sharing that bed with a partner because it has two different firmness. So one half is soft and one half is hard. So obviously two people who had a very different preference of firm of mattress firmness. He's also selling a limited edition Culture Kings Elite Leather Backpack. 
He wrote, this can't be purchased. I have no use for it. He's selling that for $40. He's also selling a Mistral pedestal fan purchased one week ago. He wrote, moving, so no use for it. So that's confirmation that he's definitely moving from Melbourne. And last but not least, he's selling a solid timber tall boy. Strong and durable material in great condition. And then he's added the dimensions and the price, which is $150. Pick up Canberra. So confirmation that he's moving. Confirmation that he's lost his job. Interesting. As we know, I always keep the receipts. So I will share these Facebook marketplace ads on Instagram for your viewing. Enjoy. Now, not finished just yet. I inquired with my sources about all of this information and they have confirmed to me that Bryce has indeed moved back to Melbourne, Victoria. Now, this little piece of information may seem insignificant to you guys, but this could be a huge spoiler because his on-screen wife, Melissa, she is from Victoria. She's from Melbourne. So he's lost his job in Canberra. He's selling all of his stuff and he's moved to Melbourne where his on-screen wife is from. Coincidence much? I think not. Now, this isn't really relevant to the story. It's relevant to me. It's about me. So I'm going to read it out. It's a little juicy tidbit that I just thought I would include because it's quite funny. One of my sources above contacted me last night with an update from inside the Hit Canberra headquarters. (laughs) They said, they've all been told to unfollow you and any of your other So Dramatic pages on any social media platform. I wrote back and said, who? And they said, all of the staff at Hit Canberra. They added, They don't want anyone talking to you or spilling the tea about Bryce to you. They are worried. (laughs) And turns out they should be worried because I already had the kettle on long before this week. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. Speaking of tea, that's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I am so excited for this season of Married at First Sight to start. I don't know about you, but in light of all of these explosive claims, like bring it on, bring it on. It would not be a season of maths without some explosive scandals along the way or before the show even starts. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Bryce shares himself around the MAPS contestants and the reality TV casting process. Please post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, actually not Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, etc, etc. You will be doing God's work. You can follow me on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast, Twitter, So Dramatic Pod, and Facebook if I haven't been zucked by the time this goes out, So Dramatic Podcast. And don't forget on Monday, we will be having our episode chat threads in the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Don't miss that. 7.30 p.m. Be there or be square. And if you have anything that you want me to cover on the show, just send me an email, send me a DM, let me know. Love hearing your feedback. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will see you guys on Tuesday. I have Telv coming on again to finish our chat because we had to cut it short because he had to go off to work. And he's going to spill even more Married at First Sight tea as requested by you guys. He's going to answer all of the burning questions that you sent in. And he's going to speak about his split from Sarah Rosa for the very first time. I will We'll see you drama queens then. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.